This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We are in Exodus chapter 14. We made it all the way to chapter 14 and we are dealing with the crossing of the Red Sea. And it's, there's a, there is a passage right at the start that kind of gives a little insight about how God sometimes deals with things. And it's one of those insights that you'll just pass by and miss if you're not careful, if you're not watching. And as you pass by it and miss it, you realize that God's at work all the time in my life. God's doing amazing things in my life all the time. And I'm missing it because... <clears throat> because I don't trust God for it. And that is what's happening here as far as the crossing of the Red Sea. Now, the crossing of the Red Sea is definitely a miracle of God. It's a picture of the of baptism that God delivers you out of Egypt. He redeems you by the blood of the Lamb. And then your obedience to follow him into the wilderness, your obedience to turn from the world and turn toward God's plan for your life, is, is a perfect picture of that. You turn from the world, Egypt, you turn toward God's plan for you. You head off into the wilderness. You've got the unleavened bread, which you're eating for seven days. And God tells you to take a road that is the road less traveled, not the way by the sea, but you're taking the road into the wilderness. You're taking the road up into Egypt. Remember up meaning in elevation, you're going to a place where you really don't know where you're at and you really don't know what's going on. And then all of a sudden, the world comes chasing after you. Here the world comes. The world is, and that makes me always think of that movie. It makes me always think of The Godfather, Godfather 3, where where the main character, he is, he's trying to make his business legitimate. And if you ever watch any of these, any of these mobster movies, they always after they've made their fortune doing things that are wrong, they're always trying to make legitimate businesses for their children and their posterity so that, and a lot of times they do. I'm going to tell you historically, a lot of times that's happened, but they're trying to make those moves to get their lives straight. And all of a sudden, the people that they've dealt with their whole life, the people that they've, they've done these terrible things with, start coming after them. And I remember Al Pacino saying, they keep dragging me back in. And the truth is that the world does that. The world wants to drag you back into, into its clutches, into its issues. And it, everybody that is listening to this, whether they're listening to it this morning, sometime later on today, sometime later on in the week or the month, or maybe even years from now, Every one of you know this. No, you can totally relate to the idea that the world keeps trying to drag me back into it. And those of you who are new to your faith, 
that is going to be a powerful pull. Those of us who are older, generally speaking, the world doesn't have as many attachments to us. And we, if we walk, if you walk with God for a long period of time, there are some things that are still in your flesh that you, your fleshly desires that are problems. But generally speaking, the world doesn't have its clutches on you, and those attachments begin to fall off. And I'm telling you that as a promise to you that if you think that you're just going to always be sliding back into the world, I can promise you, the longer you walk with God, the less that will happen. The world, the world's and its desires will slowly ease for you. The walk with him will be a more peaceful, a more perfect walk. That doesn't mean that the road's not going to be rough sometimes. That's not to say that we're not continuing to walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but we fear no evil in it, and God is with us in it. And you become more cognizant of that. You, you realize that. And then you're less fearful, even though you're in the midst of it and you're heading toward eternal glory. And so I'm just saying that over time, that kind of goes away. But when you're initially walking with God and the world is just so near to you because you just recently uh, turned to him, when that happens, it, it is power, it's a powerful pull. But God's good and he's gracious. And uh, he will do oftentimes, and I've seen this happen, especially with people who have addiction and people who've, who've gotten sideways with the law, and I've helped them as far as being an attorney. I've seen this happen for people, and it's a powerful thing. And what happens is that God destroys the power of the world in their life. He just totally does it. And that's what this crossing of the Red Sea and the Egyptians, that's what they, the, that's a picture of. Because what happens is it says the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the children of Israel that they turn and camp before Pi-Hariath, and I'm sure I said that wrong, between Migdal and the sea, opposite Bear Siphon. You shall camp before it by the sea. Now, what had happened is they'd gone south and they'd gone good way south and gone up into the mountainous areas. And then they turn around and they head back toward what, is, what would have been Egypt for that time. It's all Egypt as far as a country, but back toward uh, the capital, back toward Goshen, where they'd come from. They turned back, and then they head over sideways to the east toward the sea. And you know what it looks like to Pharaoh as he's watching it? That they're wandering around, that they don't know what they're doing. And that that's exactly what verse 3 says. For Pharaoh will say, of the children of Israel, they are bewildered by the land. The wilderness has closed them in, meaning they're wandering around. They don't know what's going on. They got no idea. They just, they kind of lost out there and they don't know what's happening. And, and that has a purpose to it. And oftentimes young believers who are trying to find their way in their faith don't really, they don't feel like they're getting a lot of direction from God. They don't feel like, they feel like they're just kind of wandering around. They want to chase after God. They want to hear from God. They want to have all the big things that they're hearing about in, in the worship service and Bible studies as they chase after God. They want to have those things. They have a peace that comes from, from letting go of the world and letting God be in control. They, they have those things, but they just, in their lives, they just feel, I'm still kind of wandering around and I'm still in Egypt. I'm still kind of lost over here in Egypt. And I've not changed my life such that I can get things going in the way I want them to go. And people that are wandering around like that, they're, they're, they seem like they're just not locking in. They're getting no traction in the Christian life. People like that. 
And um, there's a plan for that. And God has a plan for that. And that's what that's why Egypt's a part of this Red Sea crossing. It, it's for the purpose of showing not only them how powerful God is and that he'll fight for them, but it also for the purpose of destroying the world's clutches or the world's ability to grab hold of them anymore. Remember, sure, they escaped through the Red Sea, but they didn't just escape. God destroyed Egypt. It says in verse 4, Then I will harden Pharaoh's heart so that he will pursue them, and I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over his army, that the Egyptians may know that I am Lord. And they did so. What happens is God destroys that army. He destroys Egypt's, even its ability to go after the children of Israel. They After the Red Sea, Egypt is not only destroyed economically, it's not only destroyed as a ethos of a society, the ethic and the power of its society because of all the plagues that have happened. It's not only destroyed because of the loss of people and because of the loss of animals and livestock. It's destroyed because the greatest part of its army, its chariots and its, its horsemen, they're going to be destroyed too. They're, they're going to be dead. They're not going to exist anymore. And the ability for Egypt to ever come after Israel after this is going to be lost. It's going to be over with. And sometimes for a young believer, sometimes for someone that you're dealing with, they're, they're wandering around. And the reason they're wandering around is because God is preparing to break all the ties to Egypt and all of Egypt's ability, all of the world's ability to hold on to them. And you need to realize that when you see that happening. Uh, for if you're one that is in the midst of that, the Bible says, wait upon the Lord and he will renew your strength. What that means is wait, give him time. And it's hard for people to do that. And I know that uh, people, when they're passionate about things and they're passionate about life, they become impatient. But I can tell you this, patience is the ultimate character of God that leads to his grace. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, if God was not patient, you would never experience his grace. If God was not patient, you would be destroyed because uh, we're obviously very difficult to deal with. And if you don't think you are, you haven't thought about yourself very much, okay? I'm very difficult for God to deal with, and I realize that. And I'm prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. You know that, that old hymn, I, I know it. I know prone to wander in my own heart and mind toward things that are not of God. And if you are that way too, and God's patience is what ultimately causes you to walk fully in his grace, okay? And so you need to learn that you got to wait just a minute and let God destroy the power of the world over you. And that is what the crossing of the Red Sea means from a worldly, from an escape, from this world experience. That's what it means. Now, it also means that God gives you the symbolism of you chasing after him because when they walk through that Red Sea, with the walls of water on each side and realizing that God is delivering them, that it that begins the true walk by faith. And baptism is a picture of that, okay? Baptism is a picture of you chasing after him fully, but sometimes there's a little bit of piddling around out there, wandering around in the world so that God might destroy the ties that you have to the world in such a way that you will always walk after him. You may not walk well after him, but you will. And knowing that for young believers is a powerful thing 
for us who try to disciple them, for us who try to help them along in life and realizing that they're just going to kind of wander off every once in a while. They're sheep naturally. You know that, right? They're going to wander off and we need to help them navigate back to where they should be. And if we'll do that and we'll do it well and we'll do it powerfully and we'll do it fully, I'm going to tell you, there's nothing better than crossing the Red Sea and going to figure out who God is. But the world still has power, and God has to destroy that power over you. And I pray that he will. And there's a great expectation in my heart that that happens for everybody that I'm dealing with, and I never can tell when exactly that's going to take place. And sometimes I get a little bit impatient, and sometimes I get a little bit negative about things and situations. And I would say to you, don't let that happen to you. Okay, don't allow that to be the case for you. You be a person who continues to hold on to that lifeline for those young believers. And you be a person who continues to expect big things for those who are just now entering the kingdom of God. And you be one who gives and who leads and who loves and who searches. And uh, you will see God destroy the power of the enemy in people's lives over and over again and realize what a good and mighty and a wonderful God we serve. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.